Triple Whale has just launched a simple finance platform called FinHub, and I'm already loving it. One simple dashboard for all the tools and accounts you're already using, so you can gain clarity with your consolidated data, your real-time cash flow, your accrual P&Ls. It's designed to help those brands that are built on Shopify to operate smarter. So go over to triplewhale.com and check it out. Let's say you have a box and it's four inches by four inches by four inches. When you ship with a mailer, and the mailer, there's there's a slight nuanced definition. It can't have, it can't like open up and stand on its own. So it couldn't be like a pouch. It'd have to mm-hmm. be like a flat mailer. That doesn't technically have any height. And now that just became cheaper because that mailer, by definition, the volume of that mailer is seven by seven, which is 49 square inches. <laughs> Welcome back to Pit Stop. He pulled his Mazda Bongo van in, which you may have seen in the thumbnail, which means, of course, Parker Olson is back, founder and CEO of Forge, a functional breakfast granola with mushrooms. And it's not mushroom chunks. It's a pulverized mushroom uh, powder, what do you call it? That's that's out of there. Powder extract, yeah. Powder Powder extract. extract. It's, I just, I... I like to be correct when describing things, but I always find a way to, to screw it up. So, so there, <laughs> check it out. You can hear me talk about it, or you can just buy some at forge.co, F-O-R-I-J.co. If you appreciate these episodes, I'm sure Parker would appreciate your order. And that is what we are talking about today is how you will get it because he has discovered a bunch of shipping hacks to get your shipping rates down. I mean, if you sell a consumer packaged goods, uh, consumer packaged goods. It's uh, can you sit, tell I've said that a thousand times? If you do sell a consumer packaged good, not everyone wants to spend fifty, sixty, a hundred dollars on on their snacks direct from the website, especially for a first order. So you need to get those costs down as much as possible. So Parker, thank you so much for coming back for one more episode and helping all the listeners get their shipping costs down. We're going to move forward with with shipping uh, components and, and maybe super quick before I jump into it, just telling Lucas, um, I went down like a rabbit hole on this, um, probably in like August, September and spent, you know, upwards of like six to 10 hours talking with people internally at UPS, USPS and FedEx and really just trying to understand how does the whole entire ship, personal shipping industry work and what is the most effective, efficient way to be sending different types of goods. And that's what I love in really the spirit of Pit Stop is, is sharing that knowledge with, with others to save them the time, but also to get the results that, that you got, because it's it's so hard to grow a business. Every last little bit helps. So mm-hmm. hopefully this helps someone else out as much as it's helped you. Yeah. And, and I'm going to try and touch on multiple things here. So I'm just going to list a couple in case I forget so you can remind me. But but there, But there's the mailer versus the box conversation. When to use FedEx, UPS, USPS, FedEx business account shipping zones, location of shipping. Those are kind of, <laughs> I don't know, uh, that, that's all that comes to mind right now. So let's touch on, on the first, I would say in one of the more interesting one, like kind of tips that I discovered. So mm-hmm. when you ship, um, how shipping is typically calculated from a cost standpoint. And now this, you know, I would just like, let's talk about it generally. And obviously there's some nuance here, but it's really all about volume. So mm-hmm. when you think about volume, it's width, times length, times height. Now, mm-hmm. let's say you have a box and it's four inches by four inches by four inches. And that the volume of that would be 16 square inches, right? And so that is actually what would determine like a cost internally for someone at any of these three companies. Now, 
what you can do, or I'm sorry, when you ship with a mailer, and the mailer, there's there's a slight nuance definition. It can't have, it can't like open up and stand on its own. So it couldn't be like a pouch. It'd have to be like a flat mailer. That doesn't technically have any height. So the volume of any mailer is length times width. Now, where this gets interesting is, let's say we have this four by four by four box, and that's it's actually 16 times four. So it's actually 70. 64. 64. Yeah, 64 uh, cubic you know, inches yep. or square inches. Now, let's say uh, you were to take a mailer and you would actually take this four by four by four box and you'd put it in a, let's say, seven by seven mailer. Now, I'm not sure if that would actually work, but but for, for, for all intents and purposes, you put it in that mailer and you seal that mailer around that four by four by four box. And now that just became cheaper because that mailer by definition the volume of that mailer is seven by seven, which is 49 square inches. Huh, that's yeah. pretty clever. So yeah, like a, an, an internal, someone internally at, at FedEx who used to work at USPS was explaining this to me. And he's like, he's like, what really smart people are doing is like, you, you, you have to figure out like, what is the optimal box size for whatever your offering is? And yeah. how are, is it optimal to fit inside of a mailer? Because that's really what this conversation is about in terms of if you're really trying to optimize cost. Now, this is a broad heuristic and it doesn't always work due to shipping zones. So for those of you that, that don't understand, the US has, I think, six or seven distinct shipping zones. And I also think like Canada is included in this as well, or that they, they may be separate if it's internal, but I know if we're shipping to Canada, that these shipping zones apply. Yeah. So because I, I, when you ship to Canada, or Canada to the US, my, my understanding is you're basically buying two shipping labels, one to get into the border and across, and then another one once it crosses the border. Yeah, so yeah I, th I think that's right. Um, so for example, I'm, I'm in Seattle, I'm way on the West Coast, I'm, I'm in the top left corridor. Now, similar to how time zones, like if you ever look at a map and it has the time zones labeled with lines, that's mm -hmm. a really kind of just basic way to think about, um, about shipping zones. It's also, you know, wherever you are, if, if you were to put like a, like a dartboard and, and, and the center of the dartboard, it would be your location and the different rings outside of it. Those are like different shipping zones. And so for, for us to ship to, for example, Boston or, or New York, that would be in shipping zone like five or six because it's like five waves away from us where from Seattle to ship down to, I think LA, Portland. it's like, yeah, Port, Portland would be zone one. You kind of move over a little bit further, let's say into like, um, what's right into Montana, maybe that's like zone two or three. And yeah, then sort of, sort of lower California, out. Nevada kind of thing, going into Correct. Utah, Colorado, Kansas, et cetera. Yep. So as, as you see, and, and basically when you're shipping to a zone one, it's the cheapest. When you're shipping to a zone seven, it's the most expensive. Um, and, and there are, again, I'll, and I'll touch on this, another nuance here, but, mm -hmm. and there's ways to get around it where, where you can negotiate flat rates with, with carriers, but I'll touch on that in a second. But when you start to see businesses scale and really think strategically about shipping, if, if you had at any choice where you should be shipping from um, when you're really just starting out, it's the middle of the country. It, it would be like shot in the middle, like Chicago's a really interesting hub, like St. Louis, right? Like if, if you're really trying to get ultra strategic on a really small level now, what's it worth to like have your operations in St. Louis when you're living elsewhere and that creates a lot of complexity, I would or not recommend. To, to ship it to a location that's in the middle of the country versus storing it closer than paying a little bit more for let's yeah you exactly. that's it that that's a you that's a you problem that you yeah. need to figure out and run the economics on for your business 
Right. It's just telling you that it's it is possible, and there could be an advantage to doing it that way. Yeah, and and, and so yeah, typically what you what you'll see happen is is that as companies start to really think strategically, they'll get really smart in terms of okay, you know, they, they'll outsource their their distribution location, and this is actually what three PL sort of do. And they'll start maybe with one in the middle of the country and then they grow bigger and they'll actually divest and or then they'll go to two in the country where it kind of breaks the country into thirds. And then from there, there's I think there's like an optimal three. I forget where the locations are, the three, but it's really interesting where this is sort of well defined in terms of how do you optimally send. So everywhere you send in the U.S. is zone two. Um, the other component of this is analyzing, you know, who's buying your product and where do they live? Because if 80% of your people are buying your product and they live in Florida, well, then your warehouse and your shipping location should be in Florida. Um, and so, you know, and, and, it, and it gets complex really quickly, you know, who's manufacturing your product? Where is it being sent from? Because that shipping cost will change depending on where the warehouse is. Um, and so, you know, then if it's not near your office physically, you have less control and you're not able to really go in there and look at it. Right. And so there's that whole conversation. There's also the whole Especially conversation. Especially for a food product is so important to be able to, to just pull or just, just totally. to make sure it's not extra humid in there or the temperature oh God, drops yeah. or whatever. Like there's just so much yeah. stuff that can affect it. And it's, I was worried about when food's on the truck, if it gets really cold and the trailer's not, not insulated enough. And that's something that's so far out of your control. Mm -hmm. But it's something to worry about. Yep. Yeah. And like, you know, if you're in chocolate, for example, there, there's a lot of concern there, but yeah, like, like for us, we work with a co-manufacturer that's in our backyard. I can drive there in half an hour and, but, but we've had some, some quality issues and we don't, we're not sure we really trust these guys. Um, and they've made some sort of issues where we're like, all right, what, what the fuck? So, so now yeah. we're looking at other co-manufacturers, but sort of our best next identified option is down in North Carolina. And so it's like, well, you know, they seem to pay a lot more attention, but now if we ever want to be there, we have to fly out. We got to set up a meeting. Like I can drive up to this co-manufacturer right now. And there's something to be said about being able to just drop in. Mm -hmm. So these are, these are all now like, it's like a spider web of, of different ways that we're going, but, but definitely when you think about shipping and, you know, if you're using like a, a third party processor, which would totally recommend we use GoShipa, really like mm -hmm. them, really like their UI. You can, you know, when you put in like the size of the package, you know, putting a box inside of an optimal, an optimally sized pamphlet or, or mailer is really beneficial and just mess around with that, put in different inputs and, and you'll start to see costs shift around. So that's one learning. Another piece just to call out if anybody isn't there yet, but it, it's really easy and really straightforward to get a, a FedEx business account. And what, what that's done for us is it, it's give us flat two day shipping anywhere in the U.S. Mm -hmm. So, oh, wow. so, so for a mailer, we can ship anywhere in the U.S. for like 780 for a slightly larger like poly pack we can ship anywhere in the us for i think it's like 980 now or maybe it's 10 bucks oh nice and so it's, it's a really good option to have and, and then once you have that you know now depending on the shipping zone for us we will compare items or, or you know that shipping parcel versus like a usps shipping parcel because now you know there's there's certain nuance where like once you go to a different zone it actually changes who's less expensive for our current offerings mm -hmm. um and you just start to kind of discover that over time um Sort of a, a secondary point here, and sorry, Lucas, I just feel like I'm like rambling. No, I'm I love it. This is, I'm this is great about it. Well, is, is, or go ahead. I was just gonna say it's better than me talking because it's sometimes I do some solo episodes, and I just I hate feeling like I'm some pretentious asshole just lecturing everyone on how to run a business. <laughs> so it's, I invite guests on to be, to be the pretentious that, assholes. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, w when you think about bundling sizes with what you're actually selling, and also what you're selling on Amazon in terms of how you're shipping it in, like 
you should get strategic about that and really think, you know, what makes the most sense for us in terms of what's the most cost effective to ship and, and what bundles or sizes? Is it one pack? Is it five pack? Is it 15 pack? And price accordingly. So that that's that whole conversation. And I feel like, was there any other points I was going to touch on? Oh, when to use FedEx, USPS, and UPS. Uh, so as, as a general heuristic, you know, if you take nothing out and you really like, fuck this, I'm not going to like look into this GoShipo and all this information. Also, you can download GoShipo for free. If you reach out to a sales rep, they'll just give it to you for free. But generally speaking, USPS is always best for heavy and small. UPS is always best for big and heavy. And then FedEx is always best for fast. So in terms of optimizing on cost. Um, That's really good to know, especially if you are offering a next day shipping option. And it's it's always surprising how many people are willing to pay for a rush to get their products. Mm-hmm. And it's you, you think that you if you go without your, your forager, in my case, my natural dog treats, it's fine. You can get a substitute, but people will be willing to pay a premium to, to rush that product. So it's nice to have those options and be able to, to offer them and sell them as well. Yeah. Totally, totally. And, and, and it makes sense, right? When people make a buying decision, they're like, well, I want it now. Yeah. Oh, I can so, get it tomorrow for a couple bucks more. Yeah. I'll do that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's actually interesting. Wait. I haven't thought about that, but we could totally offer that on our site. And it's, it's a value add. And then you can do next, value next, next day, loss prevention, shipping, and almost like a little bit of insurance. And people, some people will take it. I was always impressed by the, the smartest thing that I did was I created like a supersized collection. So I basically had like a trial pack, the most popular collection, and then the supersize. And the whole point of the supersize collection was just pricing to make the most popular collection look like a better choice. A lot of people took that bigger option. Hmm. So people will always sell, like buy the, the bigger choice. And it's also a nice way to get around discounts of, well, if you really want a 25% discount, just buy a big pack and save on shipping and it reduces the environmental mm-hmm. footprint too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's so, smart. You know, go follow Parker on LinkedIn because that's where you're going to, to share that. And especially if you're a buyer from Whole Foods. Whole Foods buyers listening to this podcast, I know that every single buyer at Whole Foods listens. Go, go contact Parker. Yeah, do they listen to this? I, I don't know. I, I, hope so. I, I, I hope I get a I hope I get a DM and they're like, hey, I was listening to Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> we'd like to buy an L- we'd like to buy a full truckload for a trial offer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's Costco. Right. Can we uh, do a do a trial run by the truckload? <laughs> yeah, we, we would not be well equipped to be supporting that oh, right now. That would be that would be the most painful thing to have to turn that down. It's like, uh, yeah. we could, but we won't nope. do anything else, and then we can't refill if we fill. Thank you so much, Parker, for joining us. You can find your breakfast granola over at forge.co, F-O-R-I-J.co. Right now, you've got a great Black Friday, Cyber Monday deal on which, if you're listening to this podcast, you will have missed out on. So make sure you sign up for the newsletter as well for any uh, additional promos and just to see what Parker's up to living in the van. Thanks, Parker. Triple Whale is doing some amazing things nowadays. They're developing just a huge range of tools to help your brand stay informed and scale. And Whale Mail is where you can get all these details. So head over to triplewhale.com and sign up today.